going on? My name is Ashton Anthony, and thank you for tuning in to the first episode of the Get Back Podcast. Before we get into it, and before I have the honor of introducing the very first guest I have on my podcast, I would just like to give a special thanks to all of those tuning in, um, whether you're tuning in out of support for me, or whether this has just randomly popped across your TL, um, you chose to watch the premiere of my very personal podcast. So a little bit about myself. Like I said, my name is Ashton. I'm a senior multimedia major here at North Carolina A&T. This podcast is being shot in the TV studio here um, at A&T. And just doing this, um, I've always wanted to really do a podcast. Dating back to my senior year in high school, where podcast podcasting was always like a good thing. But it wasn't really as popular as it is now, and I feel like since then, everybody and their mother is doing a podcast. All types of celebrities are doing a podcast, so um, just want to, you know, do my own, something I've had in the plans for a while, but without further ado, we'd like to get into the very first guest um, that I have the honor of bringing on um, for the very first time for the Get Back, and that is Gabriel Woodard. Gabe is one of my closest friends. We met... Um, NABJ in the summer, that's when we first met. Um, I've always seen him, like, around, but we never really talked until then. It was like that we kind of really clicked. Um, and ever since then, like, it's just been a really good friendship. So I'll let you introduce yourself um, and what you really do. So. Yeah. Um, so my name is Gabriel, as you said. Most people call me Gabe. Um, I am also a senior multimedia journalism student here at A&T. Um, I currently – serve as the executive producer for our news station here and I've done a bunch of different other things on campus but I'm just glad to be here in support of my bro and I'm surprised I'm excited to see where this goes and how far you go with it. I appreciate it um and again one more thanks I've thanked you ever since we talked about it but thank you for agreeing to be here and um actually wanted to be like on the very first episode um for sure, for sure. No, there's going to be some kinks. Like I said, this is the very first episode, but it's a process. I've had to teach myself, like, when you start off, it's good to, like, or it's normal that you're not going to do everything that you've wanted to do in your very first time trying it. And that's kind of what I've had to teach myself because I'm an opportunist. I was setting up this set, and I was like, well, should I include this? Should I include this? But I think I did a very good job. Um, yeah, I like it. I like it. Before we get into this doc, it's going to be like a – short episode today um how was your week <laughs> um as a senior ready to graduate my week was another week honestly um I'm getting less and less sleep because of classes but it's, it's all good I mean I'm doing it taking it one day at a time looking towards May 11th man. that's all I can do for real yeah um and we also have spring break around the corner and it seems like every time we have like a big break or we have a vacation or something big that's coming up it's like the world wants to try us in like ways we don't really seem doesn't really seem possible and we just get agitated so I know this week has been long for you this week has definitely been long for me this is like my final busy day of the week and then the weekend comes and I can just relax but uh yeah um what's your spring break plans to share with them um, I'm probably going to take a trip to Orlando with some friends. Uh, we're going to see how that goes. People say, like, what are you going down there for? What are you doing? 
vibes. Yeah. I'm just going for vibes. <laughs> like, I just want to enjoy myself. It's my last spring break before I graduate. I've never, or this is my second spring break trip, and I just want to make the best of it. Like, mm-hmm. I love the beach. I love the warm weather. I'm just trying to be outside, but not outside. Yeah. Not outside, different from everybody. Else <laughs> but, yeah. Um, I won't be doing anything big for spring break. I'll be going home to Delaware. That's where I'm from. You going to see family? Yeah. I feel um, like it's still big, though. Like, it it's is. Still, like, but it's like, I don't know. I see everybody doing so many, like so much book stuff. stuff. I only had, throughout my college career, I've only had one big trip, and that was a cruise that I went on. And that cruise was like, I'm grateful for it because, one, I didn't have to pay for it. My grandmother paid for it. But it wasn't really the cruise feel. Like, it was a cruise. It was a small cruise ship. With a bunch of Who's old people, uh, Royal, Royal Caribbean. Yeah, that's yeah. And it wasn't really one of the like the newer boats or the bigger boats. It was like one of their older boats. I forgot the exact name. They always have like, yeah, like something the, of the, the seas or something. Yeah, yeah, but I was like one of the only younger people. It was like a I could literally count the amount of younger people on my fingers. I can agree with that because. When last you remember um, last year, I mm. took a cruise for New Year's with my best friend and her family, and we went to Mexico and we mm. cruised World Caribbean. It was like Mediterranean of the seas or something. Um, but I think those cruises, like that specific company, mm. is like kind of meant for older yeah. people. Yeah, but like yeah, I think a lot of younger people go on Carnival. Yeah, and um, yeah, I didn't really have the best experience on my cruise. I was on the third floor. And uh, had a lot of motion sickness. Mm. Um, I remember eating chicken. They're, they had, like, fried chicken. Um, like, they would serve at the, the, not the cafeteria, but, like, where they have, like, all the, the food. Dining the dining place, yeah. yeah. And I bit into the chicken, and the chicken was bloody. Okay. Dripping with okay. blood, and okay. I almost passed out. So, I'm really kind of cautious on whether or not I want to go on another cruise. But we went to... Where I do we go? Give it a try again. Yeah, I say like, don't mm. let one experience ruin it. We went to St. Croix, so that was nice. Mm. Barbados, St. Lucia, and St. Martin, and those were all. All the islands were good. It was just the boat. So I think next time I take a vacay, I'm going to get a like a little Airbnb and stay on the island instead of like the cruise. Mm-hmm. And I think that's better. But okay. um, like. Are you gonna like fly to the place? Yeah. And then, oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. And I've been I've been thinking about it. So maybe I graduate. Um, I said I'm a senior, but this is technically my first semester as a senior. So I graduate in December. Um, so I'm thinking about booking it when I graduate, and like that January, because I think the winter time is like the best time to vacate. Because it's like, I mean, people still take vacations in the winter time. Yeah, but it's, like, not as much. It's not a huge influx of people. Yeah. But um, got that out of the way. So I every week I'm going to have a different guest. This probably won't even be the last time you see Gabe on this podcast, depending on how this goes. I'm yeah. pretty sure, like, I'll probably have him on another episode. Um, but I want to bring a guest on, a different guest, um, various from students. Uh, maybe I can have some professors that I'm cool with and talk about their journey, but each episode will vary. The main topic of that episode will kind of vary to 
the interest of the guests that I have on. Um, I also want to throw in like some current events, but this week not a lot of things have really happened this week in current events. Um, not really politics because that's kind of like a touchy thing, but entertainment, sports, depending on the guests, it's the music and stuff yeah, like that. I but yeah, <laughs> I don't do sports. <laughs> but you. Recently had an article. First of all, I don't have the newspaper here. Um, out of <laughs> out of un, me being unprepared, but um, if you haven't checked out the latest edition of the A and T Register newspaper, make sure to check that out. It's like a Valentine's um, theme, yeah. yeah, edition of the print. Um, I know by the time this comes out, probably comes out like Monday. Give myself the weekend to edit it, but by the time this comes out. Um, it will be like two weeks from Valentine's Day, but still, I think the whole month of February is about love for me. So you had an article about the self-love or how black men should, should express their love. And, um, just talk about like how, what really inspired you to make that? Cause I read it. You should read it too. It's a really, really great article. Um, also read minds, but it's, a. Uh, it's a sports article, if you want. If you dabble to that, you can also read mine. But your article was really, really great. Um, and that's going to be kind of our main topic for this episode um, for about, like, ten minutes. Um, just talk about how we as black men should really express our love, our self-love. So um, so I guess I'll start with, like, how I came about it. Um, I I was asked by uh, Rose Galee um, if I wanted to do an article because I had never done an article in the print edition. So I've been doing them, and they were just posted. Mm. And she was like, do you want to do one for the Valentine's Day? And I was like, sure. She said, well, I have these two themes. If you don't like these, you can, you know, pick something, and we'll see if it's good. So I thought about it, and I called up one of my friends, and I was like, hey, like, I want to do this article, but I don't know what angle to do. I want it to be different. I want it to be unique, just like anything else that I do. And we started talking, and I was like, hmm. A lot of people talk about self-love nowadays and, you know, it's kind of like brushed over. Just like with, uh, like, mental health here. Mm -hmm. You know, like, a lot of people, a lot of different organizations talk about mental health. And it gets so watered down, a lot of people look over it or whatever. So I wanted to take that and look at how people have changed it from the way self-love used to be and the way it is now. Which is why I called it the renaissance of self-love. And then that I added a perspective That's of good. a masculine <laughs> lunch. <laughs> I added the perspective of a masculine mentality because we always hear, you know, how black men should and should mm -hmm. not um, take care of themselves depending on what society deems, you know, okay or, mm -hmm. you know, yeah, good enough for them. And I guess I also took that because it took – a lot of time for me to figure out what self-love was for myself. Yeah. And I feel like these past four years here at a has definitely taught me um, what it is and how, how to go about it. And I feel like a lot of people don't know how to love themselves until they know who they are. Mm -hmm. Because, I mean, if you don't know who you are, you don't know, you know, what you like. Yeah. How to go about making sure you're happy. How to go about making sure your mental is good. Um, and then moving forward. Uh, it just kind of falls into place, and as you know, black men, there's a there are a lot of societal stereotypes, and a lot of times we succumb to them. Mm -hmm. But that's just because of the pressure that we've been under all of our lives. Um, 
I'll definitely say that the article had a lot of like personal points in it. Mm-hmm. You know, obviously the reader, a regular reader, isn't gonna know that. Yeah. But when I was writing it, I was taking a be- a piece of myself and putting a putting it into it because um, when it comes down to self love, I try to make sure that I do that. And I also made it a point to separate self love and self care. Mm-hmm. I feel like those are two separate topics as well. Um, when it comes down to loving yourself, that's a everyday thing. Mm-hmm. That's like a continuous reminder of I'm this, you know, the affirmations, you know, that kind of stuff. Whereas self-care, self-care are physical things to me, things that you do to make yourself happy, to bring yourself joy, you know, um, going out, you know, different things like that. So that's just a couple of, the, like, hot points as to why I wrote the article yeah. and what it's composed of. And I definitely think that now more than ever, I think we as black men have to love ourselves or have to, like you said, identify what our, like, how we can self-love or love ourselves. Um, And I think now more than ever, I think the fact that we can express that ourselves, I think now more than ever that's being held against us in a way. Whether it's like you're in a relationship with a woman or a man, or um, and you might get classified as you're not emotionally stable for this relationship, or you know you're not emotionally stable for what it takes to be a black man or a strong black man, or you're not emotionally stable. I know none of us right now experience this, but um, in the future, you might not be emotionally stable for a son or a daughter, mm-hmm. um, and it's not just, like, and I've seen it, like, we all seen it on media and how, like, the whole dating, like, it's, like, now more than ever, dating has become such a controversial topic. Like, it's more about your materialistic things than, um, yeah, more than, more than, more materialistic things than your characteristics. And when you do express those characteristics, it might not seem... People might take might not take it lightly in this in um in that and I think what's important for us as men, most importantly black men, is like we don't really tend to rely on each other to express our emotions, and when we do, depending on who you're surrounding yourselves with, you might be looked at differently, you might be called soft, you might be. You know, sometimes your sexuality might even be called into question because of, like, the narratives and stuff like that, which is stupid. But um, I think it's really, really important for us to rely on each other um, because we see now in media and stuff like that. I'm not saying every single – everybody is like this, but, you know, sometimes we can't really rely on our partner if we do have one or – Sometimes even our family, like if we have a father, depending on how you were raised and stuff like that, we can't really rely on them to as our like backbone to express ourselves. Um, and most of the time, we are finding ourselves in our room, you know, depressed, emotional, crying our our eyes out Built because up. yeah, yeah, because literally the only people that we can express ourselves to at times is ourselves mm-hmm. and God. Like, that that's just how it is. I know. I'll be vulnerable. Like, I've found myself in that scenario sometimes. Um, 
And I think that kind of lost my train of thought. Um, what was I going to say? I'll edit this out. Um, but damn, what was I about to say? <laughs> um, I, I really do think that when we, when we rely on each other, like we have a brother, I think it makes it kind of easier because you have somebody of your same status who's been through the same things like that can tell you sometimes it's better to go to one of your brothers than it is for your mother mm-hmm. or your aunt or your father or sometimes and, it's easier yeah you know coming from or being able to go to like up here mm-hmm. for someone that's going through or has been or has gone through you know the same things mm-hmm. so i agree and i think like and like i said about us not being able to express ourselves to like like our our spouse or like our partners like sometimes as a man i do believe that you need to have uh you need to hold your masculine energy a bit like and for example like let's just say you and your partner y'all both had a bad day or something i think as a man and i hate using this cuz i i don't really like it but i do feel like in that certain scenario as a man you do have to suppress your feelings for your partner to be there for your partner and be able to hold off your emotions in support of her or him and vice versa. I, I think. feel like you shouldn't have to hold off. I feel like there should be an understanding. Like if you know who you are mm-hmm. and like why you are the way you are, um, which takes self research before you get into a relationship or any kind of connection, like this could be a friendship with someone. Um, understanding that leads to communication as to like, okay, I may be an emotional person or mm-hmm. I'm a vocal person or I'm a type of person that holds it in and it just comes out all at one time. So I feel like like that's something that doesn't have to happen. You don't have to hold back on that, um, you know, emotional side or, yeah. yeah. I feel like that's something that could be, that can be natural in a relationship. It just takes communication. Yeah. Like if, if, if she's not the type to be able to handle that, if she didn't grow up, like, knowing how to deal with emotions, she's not going to know how to deal with your emotions, mm-hmm. right? But you wouldn't know that unless y'all you have a conversation. Yeah. Exactly. And I feel like miscommunication is, like, really one of the bigger issues, um, one of the biggest issues that result in, like, relationships or even friendships not really lasting. Um, but the reason why, and after I say this, we can move on, um, the reason why I brought up this up, out like other than your um, article, was I didn't really know, and I've found this off of a podcast that I listened to. But black men, young black men, lead are like the leading demographic in the highest rising suicide rate out of any demographic. Yep. Right, like young black men are committing suicide. It doesn't matter if it's like attempt if they go through with it or not. They're committing suicide at a faster rate than any gender race. That demographic, young black men, they're the highest rising, fastest growing rate. So uh, just really wanted to open up this podcast and really that be like the major first topic that we talk about because and for my podcast as well, because that's something that I really hold dear to me into my heart but moving on I feel like um, oh, before we move on um, you touched on something that I included in my article uh, that I want to point out like relying on someone mm-hmm. so I specifically put in there um, 
that a lot of people think that self-love is let me distance myself, let me fall mm-hmm. back and yeah. do me. That's not self-love. You have to rely on someone in order to love yourself. Mm-hmm. It is scientifically proven that as human beings, we need the interaction with other humans in order to properly operate. Yeah. And so for you to think that you're like you separating yourself from society or pulling back is helping you, you're really hurting yourself. Mm-hmm. So when it comes down to this is not just for black men, this is anyone. Everywhere. When it comes down to like taking care of yourself, you know, having a person there, a lot of people are like I don't like having friends or, you know, I don't like trying to make friends, that kind of stuff. You don't necessarily have to have, like, a super close friend. Just an interaction with someone, you know, mm-hmm. doing different things that you enjoy. Not just them, but you enjoy as well. That plays a part in your your mental health. Like, I feel like a lot of people look over yeah. that. Like, let, I just, I don't like seeing people or hearing people say, let me just, like, cut everybody off. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, you're cutting everybody off, you're secluding yourself, and now you're overthinking. Mm-hmm. And your overthinking leads to depression. Mm-hmm. And in depression, who knows what. So it, it can turn into a spiral really, really quick. And more times out of more times than not, you cutting people off, because I've been here too. You cutting people off out of I like you're gonna end up wishing you didn't distance yourself. Mm-hmm. Or people are gonna like Oh, you cut me off, so I'm just gonna move off of you, and we don't gotta talk. When, when maybe you just wanted to distance yourself from them for a short amount of time, and that calls for communication. Mm-hmm. Hey, yeah. I'm going through something. Um, I'm gonna just lay low for a little bit. Yeah, that's it. I mean, yeah, that's something, and we can really um, talk about it more. This conversation could go on forever, but uh, we do gotta move on, just cause um, cool. it's not my office. Not my studio. This is the A and T studio. So, um, wish I could have this for the whole day. I'll do so much stuff in here if I could. But uh, so another aspect that I've noticed is like when we decompress. I think I, when we decompress, and I've noticed like when you decompress, because we've been in like in the office and your office and stuff like that. You like to listen to music a lot, and that's a main thing. I feel like a lot of people decompress. By listening to music and vibing to music, it really just... It just does something. Yeah, it just does <laughs> something to you. So, um, we have a segment, or I have a segment um, each week that is going to be based on the guests that I have on. Um, it's called Top Fives. So, what I have is, uh, this segment requires uh, my guests to list their top five of a topic. Um, this could be something complex, or it can be... As goofy as like name your top five cereals, name your top five food. Like it can it can vary, but I wanted to start this off. You really passionate about music, so give me your top five artists, your favorite artists from five to one. Five. And I'll after you go, I'll go as well. So I would say I listen to a lot of different genres of music, and you know that. Yeah. Now my number one being gospel. Um, what genre top five do you want? Uh, doesn't really matter. I'll tell you, I'm I'm going off of like hip hop and R and B because that's okay. just what I listen to. But you can I'll go, go off, off of a, like I'll whatever. Off, um, I'll go off R and B. Yeah. Uh, number five, probably. Oh, this is kind of hard. <laughs> five to one. Can I do it the other way? Yeah. Okay, it, it didn't really matter. I just said five to one, just cause. But um. Okay. 
number one uh, probably would be Who do I listen to a lot? <laughs> we gonna get into her after this. Okay, no. I don't listen to her that much. Okay. I do like her. But she's on the list. Okay, okay number one would probably be SZA. Okay. Okay. Uh, number two would probably be... Um, Number two would probably be like Giveon. Mm. Uh, number three would probably be Beyonce. Number four would probably be. Um, this is a lot. Brent. Mm. He's, he's that's good. Yeah, Brent. And then number five. I don't. Is she fine B or? I think she's more hip hop, but probably Ariana Grande. No, nah, she's R and B. R and B, okay, yeah. Like R and B pop. I don't really listen to Ariana Grande, but um, yeah. that's a good list. I really expect. I I thought you were gonna put uh, Janae Aiko on there. I don't listen to her. Oh, that's the because we were having a conversation about it the other day. I um, listen to her with like certain songs off of like different albums. She has like three songs off of each of her albums that are just like. Yeah. But other than that, she's all right. So for me, number five, this is going to create some flack. He's probably going to look at me like like I'm crazy. I'm going to just this way because I already know you about to. Kanye West. Not now, but Kanye in his prime. Really, if Kanye ended his career at the end of his prime before he started to go crazy, <laughs> before he started to go crazy, he would be much more higher on my list. But Kanye, listen, there's not a rapper, and I, I don't care. If, maybe this is me being biased. There's not a rapper, keyword rapper, that has a better discography than Kanye West. There's not one. And I will die on that hill. I yes, will die on that hill. There's not a rapper. There's not a rapper that has a better discography. Please. If you don't know what discography means, look it up. Discography means your body of work, albums, you know, producer tracks. Your there's, yeah, there's not a rapper that has a better discography than Kanye West. Number four, in my opinion, he's the greatest rapper of all time, Jay-Z. Jay-Z, just a GOAT. Longevity, impact, body of work. There's not a rapper. I, I mentioned discography, okay, but there's not a rapper that could get on that stage with Jay-Z. There, there's not. Number three. I'm going to let you finish. Even though I don't listen to Beyonce like that, I have to give her props because she is one of the greatest and she has put together a remarkable career that barely, not a lot of people can compete with. So I have to put Beyonce on that list because every time a Beyonce track comes on, it doesn't matter if I know about it. If I do know about it, if I like it or not, I'm always bumping to it. So, number two, Props. this is somebody whose life got taken from him. At he's, He went too soon, but while he was alive, he was great. Marvin Gaye. Mm-hmm. I don't even have to. Yeah, yeah. I don't even have to explain that. And number one, and this will tie into our next topic. He is the greatest, period. 
the greatest anything. The greatest human being to ever exist on this planet. Let me, let me The greatest artist to ever. Who is it? Michael Jackson. The greatest. And we're going to get into this next topic because this is something that's been going on. Wait. So, like, with my list, can I switch somebody out? Yeah. I want to take Brent out and put Drake in. Oh, okay. Yeah. Drake is my honorable mention. Yes. Okay. He can be my honorable mention. Okay. Too. Yeah. My honorable mention. So, like, six, seven. But um, Drake, Kendrick. Those are my honorable mentions. Um, now, this topic or this kind of debate has sparked. Um, it's been a for a while, ever since uh, Beachella. Is that I what y'all? That's what y'all call it. Ever since then, I would, I would probably say before then. Before then, yeah. Everybody has put these two in a conversation. So. As a Beyonce fan, I won't say you're a member of the Beehive, but as a Beyonce fan, do you believe that Beyonce is the greatest performer of all time? The greatest performer of all time? No. Second? Yes. Okay. Okay. Not, okay. So I'm not the biggest fan of Michael Jackson. And I do believe it is because of the way I was raised and when. Mm-hmm. So with me missing like his era, his the height of his career practically, it was like, well, I don't know. I wasn't raised on Michael Jackson, so as I got older, I was I did not become a fan of Michael Jackson, right? So when it came to Beyonce, you know, we're we've been living, we grew up, and we've been watching her like grow and watching her career unfold. So I would say she's she's not the best performer of all time but there is a list you want the list uh yeah i i guess sure i think so, i know <laughs> michael jackson beyonce best performers as of right now or all time uh, uh since we're putting in michael jackson there we could do all time. michael jackson beyonce that's what i should have did the top fives on mm, i but, think it's okay yeah um in my eyes i believe that Chris Brown is a great performer. Yes. I believe that Usher has always been a great performer. Mm-hmm. Um, that's five. You there said, are some old, older ones. You said Michael Jackson, Beyonce, Beyonce Chris, Chris Brown, Brown, Usher. You got one more. Oh. Um, I'll fill in one for you. Even though you you're not familiar with the rap game, I lied. There is one rapper that could stand with Jay Z on that stage, and that is, and and before I go into that, I just hate. I'm not saying you're saying that, uh, but I, I I don't like when people are like, you know, you had to be there in order to witness it, because it's like, and people do that a lot with sports. Like, you had to be there to witness Michael Jordan. If you're like a reporter or like you were in that locker room, you're athlete that played the game fine but if you were there in the 90s as a fan sitting on your couch watching Michael Jordan play on the screen what are you doing doing the same thing I'm doing on my couch watching replays on YouTube and you had to you had to pay for it and I get it for free but so that's kind of my thing but I like to go and watch documentaries and stuff like that there's one rapper that could compete with Jay-Z on that stage and that's DMX DMX, rest in peace. DMX 
Look at the the time where DMX, Jay-Z had to go on the stage after DMX. He was shook. Jay-Z did not know because DMX was like, DMX was hip-hop for a period of time. But, yeah, Michael Jackson, listen, and I'm going to get a little passionate about this because one thing I don't do is play about Michael, right? I don't play about Michael, and I wasn't alive for Michael in his prime. I wasn't. But I've went back, and I've looked at the motion this man has had. We're talking about true story. I remember I was a little boy in in the house with my mom, and my mom falls to her knees and starts crying, like crying her eyes out. When he died. You know he died on my birthday. Really? Yes. You're cursed. What? <laughs> God forbid. <laughs> but, but I'm thinking, because I didn't know who Mike, I mean, I knew who, like, who he was. But I was like, did somebody in the family just die? Like, like what's going on? What's going on? She's yelling, Michael, Michael. I'm like, what's going on? Yeah, yeah. And now that I'm growing, I'm. Like, that's motion. Mm-hmm. That's why I have to give him his props. Like, I, I cannot say that, like I said, I'm the biggest Michael Jackson fan, but he's a performer. Yeah. He, and when he was young, he could sing. And I really, Michael Jackson been doing this all the way till he unfortunately passed. Michael Jackson been doing this ever since his little legs could walk and he could hum. He could hum. Like, Michael Jackson, like I said, is the greatest period. He created the word aura, okay? Michael Jackson was able to stand on that stage, not say a word, not move a muscle. For how long? All he had to do was breathe. breathe. And he and had it feel like he was breathing. He had fans. He didn't even touch insane. the mic. Passing out, getting carted out of the, of the concert. Michael Jackson, I saw this clip. Michael Jackson, you know that thing that like takes the firefighters like up? It's like a little box they stand in. It's like the arm, the long arm. Michael Jackson was in that live performance. Literally had a fan run up the arm of the thing. The, the fire thing. The, the box. Yeah, I, I know there's a word for it. I just yeah. don't. And literally, Michael Jackson was holding him, keeping him from falling, and singing his heart out at the same time. This dude had motion that transcends generations. And... I hate that, I, even though I think Beyonce has done enough to put herself in that conversation. I'm not even going to deny that. But we be putting Michael Jackson's name in conversations so effortlessly like this man didn't transcend time. I really think Michael Jackson was held back by the time that he was in. And even that is like a disservice to him and his performance. But like, could you really honestly imagine what Michael Jackson would do in his prime today. I don't think he was held by by his time because I feel like I feel like he fit his time. Yeah. Like gone too soon. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's the that's the, the thing. But I feel like if like not really his music, I'm talking about like him as a performer. Oh. Him being held back by like the technology that they had back then compared to now, not really, not oh, really be going stupid being right able to put out the performances that we see like 
you know, Beyonce have. I but we, no, I was just saying, will we be putting, not we, because I don't be doing that. I know you don't be doing that. But people be putting his name in conversations with, like, Drake and Taylor Swift. Just because Drake has the same amount of Billboard hits, number one hits. Listen, Drake cannot perform. No, he can't. He makes some hits. That man cannot perform. So, I just wanted to give this, you know, you can say what you were going to say, but I just wanted to take this time to really give the props to Michael Jackson on this podcast because without Michael Jackson, I don't think my music taste would be what it is today. Hmm. I think because of Michael Jackson, my music taste is the way it is today. Um, I'll also say, I feel like, the reason I said it, he he wasn't wrong in his time. I feel like everyone, like every artist, is perfect for their time. Mm-hmm. Like if you think back, Aretha, Aretha Franklin, fire for her time. The Clark sisters, their prime, fire for their time. Um, so like I feel like everyone, you know, has kind of fit where they're supposed to fit. Michael gone too soon for sure. Would I have gone to a Michael concert? Probably not. But that's you just go me. to a Michael concert. I probably would not. <laughs> I was just like tired of seeing it, I guess. Yeah. You know, and I didn't have like a super big passion in it. So it was something I was willing to give up. So I just kind of fell back. And I feel like everybody's doing the same thing uh, with podcasting. But you also have those unique podcasts yeah. that are different and set apart from other ones. So And I feel like this is a unique podcast. It's gonna it's gonna grow and we're gonna get better with it. But like I said, that concludes um, the premiere of the Get Back Podcast, episode one. Had the honor of having Gabriel Woodard on, um, and the host, myself, Ashton Anthony. And with that being said, I have something in my head. Okay. <laughs> Do it over. <laughs> with that being said, what are we doing? Um, damn. You're right. Yeah. But with that being said, that is the conclusion of the premiere of the Get Back Podcast. Gabriel Woodard, Ashton Anthony, episode one. This is going to be a very, very great ride. I'm excited to experience it. Make sure you want, if you enjoyed it, leave a like, comment any of your thoughts if you have any. Um, and also subscribe. Do me a big favor. Help the channel grow. Help the channel grow. Um, with that being said, we're out. Deuces. All right. Um, with that being said, another segment. We have more segments out in incorporate, but for this episode, since we're just kicking off um, the podcast, um, I only did two segments. This segment will be featured every single week as well, and that is album of the week, album suggestion of the week. So what that is is I kind of took inspiration from one of my favorite podcasts. Um, they do movie suggestion of the week because they're passionate about film. I'm passionate about music, so... And I also want to showcase some of my vinyls. Y'all see, you know, I set up like three vinyls. I have more. I have like way more. But I feel like these. this is like the big three of rap of me, like my time growing up in like 2010s, late 2000s, 2010s. And I put like some of their best albums, Take Care, 2014 Forest Hills Drive, um, To Pimp a Butterfly. I don't think To Pimp a Butterfly is this artist's best album. But his best album to me 
is what is going to be album suggestion of the week. And that is Good Kid, Mad City. If you don't know about this album, I know you don't really get into uh, hip-hop like that. But I've also wanted to do this segment for people because I feel like a lot of, I conversate, not with you, but a lot of other people, I conversate with them about rap and music. And a lot of people don't really know, like, music outside of the mainstream like, yeah people don't know how to listen to non-mainstream music even and though and and not even non-mainstream music but just music that have that have, that has came before them like uh, yeah. with this album this album i believe released in 2013 and this is a very popular album most of you i don't know how many views this will get but most of you will probably know this album but i wanted to do that for the small uh amount that doesn't know this album in my opinion, this is Kendrick Lamar's best album. Uh, good Kid, Mad City. This album is basically about the title, like what it is. A good kid in a mad city. But it's like how it's spelled out. It's spelled out in like abbreviations. So like G, period O, period O. I don't really know what that stands for. I gotta. I wish I would have done my research before. But I, I, I know what the album is about. So this is about Kendrick's upbringing in Compton, California, his hometown. And he was a good kid. In a mass city. Compton is like a really... Compton is like viewed in the lights of like... New York. Yeah. Chirac. Like... So really, a lot of gang... Um, stuff goes on in Compton. And this is really about him... Not really getting turned out by the city completely. But him going through that growing up... And kind of finding a balance. I felt like if he got turned out completely by the city... Kendrick Lamar wouldn't be who Kendrick Lamar is today. Right. Um, this is an automatic classic. I'm gonna just say, I don't know. Maybe this is my biasness. Um, is that a word, biasness? I think so. It's the noun of bias. <laughs> Maybe this is me being biased, but I truly believe that this is a top ten rap album of all time. And I've listened to a good majority of the greatest rap albums of all time. This is top ten for sure. Um, you have tracks on here. Just don't kill my vibe. I'm not gonna say the word, but probably one of his most famous tracks. Yeah. Just don't kill um, Backseat Freestyle, Poetic Justice featuring Drake, Mad City, um, Swimming Pools, and then you also have you also have tracks that aren't really his hits, but they are really really good tracks. Um, the Art of Peer Pressure, uh, Sing About Me, I'm Dying of Thirst. That's arguably his best track ever um and what i want you to do if you do decide to listen to this album between now and the next week's episode don't just listen to the hits because each album or majority of the albums that i have it's a story within them listen to it like as if you were listening listening to an audio book or watching a movie and listen just select the album press play track one all the way to track i think 16 um, it does have some bonus tracks on here. I think it ends before the bonus tracks, but to the last track and just really look at the story because this, if this were to be transferred into like a movie and it would take the script and like base it off of this album, it would be a really, really great movie. And um, it's a really, really good album. One of my favorite albums of all time. Um, some of his most famous hits are on this album, like I said. Poetic Justice is just something that in the thunder. 
Uh, maybe I'll embarrass myself. I don't know. But, yeah. That's album suggestion of the week. Every week I'll have a different album. Um, I don't have all vinyls. I am a upcoming vinyl collector. Same. But albums that I don't have, I'll make a graphic and put it over the screen. But, um, yeah, I think that wraps up episode one. So one final time, thank you, Gabe, for being the very first guest. Pretty sure this won't be the last time you'll be on this podcast. I think we've done good for the very first episode. I mean, good conversation we had. A good, serious conversation. Goofy conversation. You know, really dwelled on a lot of things. Um, I think this is still... When did we start? 10.45? Yeah, something like that. So we're about like 30 minutes. So... That's kind of a good thing, but, but yeah, and also I would just like to thank all of those that are tuning in to, um, tune into this podcast, listen to it, and this will be on YouTube, I'm going to try to get it on Apple Podcasts and Spotify if you want to listen to it, like, while you're in a car or something like that, and each week we'll have a different guest, and, you know, it won't really be the same episode each week, and I think that's kind of a unique factor of this podcast, and kind of change it from, you know, the same two people sitting in front of you. Yeah, and... When I have a guest on, it's not like I'm interviewing you. It's like we're having a dialogue. Mm-hmm. And if I do make it big with this podcast, God willing. Um, but, you know, and I get to, I don't know, someday interview celebrities. It's like, you know, I don't want to just do an interview with a celebrity. You can find 20 different interviews with celebrities. So why would you as the viewer want to watch mine out of all of them when you can just go on the Steve Harvey Morning Show? <laughs> you know, or something like Shannon Cheryl. Club Shay Shay, which I've drawn a little bit of inspiration from that Jennifer as well. Wilson. Jennifer, yeah. So all these people are doing the same thing. You know, Amber Rose has a podcast. Yeah, I just found that out. It's like she everybody. Yeah, I just found it out that she has a podcast. That's actually kind of crazy. Like I've been watching her, not really like watching, watching, but I do watch her every now and then. I just found that out, but it's like people that don't even like necessarily never really had a passion for it are now starting to just do podcasts. I know that seems like kind of like hypocritical because I just started my podcast, but it's like I've wanted to do this for a very long time. That's just like, um, like with content creating. I yeah. was a content creator for a period of time, and it just got to the point where everybody's everybody wanted to be a content creator on TikTok, Instagram. It was, you were seeing the same things, and I was just like tired of seeing it, I guess. Yeah, you know, and I didn't have like a super big passion in it, so it was something I was willing to give up. So I just kind of fell back, and I feel like everybody's doing the same thing uh, with podcasting. But you also have those unique podcasts, yeah, that are different and set apart from other ones. So, and I feel like this is a unique podcast. It's gonna it's gonna grow, and we're gonna get better with it. But but with that being said, that is the conclusion of the premiere of the Get Back Podcast. Gabriel Woodard, Ashton Anthony, Episode One. This is going to be a very, very great ride. I'm excited to experience it. Make sure you want, if you enjoyed it, leave a like, comment any of your thoughts if you have any. Um, and also subscribe. Do me a big favor. Help the channel grow. Help the channel grow. Um, with that being said, we're out. Deuces.